Who wants some? Who's next? Huh? How about it? Who wants some? Huh? Who wants to have a little? Today is October the 6th, 2020, and welcome to episode number, I guess it's nine, of This Week in Fakeball. I've just about run out of fingers. Uh, What next? I've got toes. We're good for another ten episodes, folks. Anyway, uh, This Week in Fakeball is your, uh, your monthly look into the RBA's present and past, and possibly even future, and uh, today we're going to talk about the year 2005, we're going to go back 15 years and talk about what was the single worst year in my experience of the RBA. Out of 20 years, 2005 was the most disappointing of them all. Uh, that's what that Army of Darkness clip was about earlier, the all right, who wants some clip, uh, because I, uh, that's pretty much how I felt at the end of 2005. I, uh, I had to walk away from the league for about a year, so... That was not fun. Anyway, uh, this week in Fakeball is is your monthly respite from the commissioner who shall not be named. Uh, instead, I'll just play this uh, as usual. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to dignify Jr. with that. Yeah, that's right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just gonna try to ignore him the way we all should. Anyway, so before I get into 2005. I'll talk very briefly about 2020, the current season of the RBA. But first, a word uh, from our sponsor. Yes, we have a sponsor this time. I don't know who it is, but they they sent me twenty dollars. We'll we'll just say. And uh, let's let's just look at this. Uh, let's see who is our sponsor. Oh, um, it appears that our sponsor is Stormfront.org, or maybe it's Stormfront.com. I I can't remember. I don't feel like looking it up. Uh, it's the white supremacist uh, website, uh, their, their dating section. Oh, that ought to be interesting. Yeah, it's like plenty of fish, but for Aryans and, and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so the stormfront.org, I guess I have to read their slogan. And, and if I'm going to take their money, um, it's all profit since this podcast cost me zero dollars to record, as you well know. Stormfront.org, if you ain't Aryan, we ain't Marion. Uh, anyway, let's, let's just poke around here for a minute. Uh, let's see. Oh boy. They're, they've got a lot to say about the RBA. You know, they, they, they told me they were big fans of the podcast. I'm not sure what that says about me. I don't know how to interpret that, but, uh, yeah, they certainly are talking about it on the forums here. They really don't like Chad Kanick. Oh, they must know about his early years, like his first decade in the RBA when, uh, when he bragged about being the, uh, I think he said he was the only minority owner in the RBA. These were the days when he would go by Chisel Knizzle. That was his official name, I'm pretty sure. Let's see what else. Oh, they do like Pete. Oh, they are fans of Pete Allen. Yeah, they're especially fond of his position on Asian baseball players. So Pete, you've got some fans over at stormfront.org. You uh 
yeah. I don't, I don't think I really need to say anything more. Man, I, I really should check my sponsors, though, from now on. I, I, it's probably not a good look. Anyway, uh, anyway, for anybody who knows, uh, I, I happen to be an autodidact. I, I don't know why. I'm a, a bit of an expert on hate groups, and I am currently writing a paper, uh, an actual academic paper on them. And so, uh, so yeah, stormfront.org just came to mind. Uh, and we'll just say they sent me $20 because why not make myself look even worse while we're at it? All right, so uh, let's get to baseball here. Let's talk a little bit about the RBA. So it is the year 2020, obviously. We are now about two-thirds of the way through the RBA season. The Arizona Greenbacks are 55 and 55. We're back to 500 after a pretty rough series against Atlanta. And the playoff situation, the, the, the pennant race and all that, looks pretty much exactly as it did a month ago. It's a jumble of teams. If anything, it's more of a jumble than it was then, as JR mentioned in his, in his email, in his last C file. We have basically like most of the league within a few games of one another. Seven, uh, rather six of the 10 teams are between 53 and 55 and 56 and 54, which is insane. Uh, basically, Chad is, Chad is the only team that's out of the playoff race. Uh, Las Vegas is pretty well in. Beret is pretty well in. And Dunedin is, I would say, pretty well in as well. But uh, this is quite a, uh, quite a battle. This is, this is going to be down to the wire, I think. Not, not much else to say there. Um, in fact, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment of the podcast. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. That's right. Milestones. I've got some milestones to discuss here, and uh, let's just jump right into them. I've actually got three of them. Well, four if you want to count the fourth. But uh, but anyway, milestone number one, the first of these three. Let me pull this up if I can find it. Um, oh, well. Anyway, I've got them written down here somewhere. Uh, let's see. The Arizona Greenbacks franchise. Uh, slash Jeff Hobbs, because I'm the only coach who's ever coached Arizona, and Arizona has only ever been coached by me, so we hit all of these milestones simultaneously. Anyway, we reached 1,100 career wins uh, just a couple of weeks back. 1,100, currently Arizona's at something like 1,112, or I don't know, something like that. Uh, the second milestone that I would like to mention is one that was just recently, like as of this last C file, reached by the Gulf Coast Collective, SoCal Templar Knights, Chicago Wave for a year, Susquehanna Spitfires franchise. The franchise has been around since 07, and they just reached 800 career wins. 800 career wins for that franchise. Also, the third... Uh, highlight milestone that I want to mention the coaching combination of Bob Parker and Chris Baker of the Fort Duquesne Corsairs just reached as of this last C file 700 career regular season wins so congratulations to everyone I guess especially that Susquehanna franchise that has been coached by four different people currently John Ritchie on all of those milestones and I should mention just because it's a big number, I don't normally mention negative milestones, but the Las Vegas effect slash Matt Cooper just reached 1,000 career losses. So 1,000 is a monumental number. Really, this is more of a testament to how long Cooper has been in the league than anything else. He was a, uh, 
He was one of the first expansion teams, one of two expansion teams that joined up in 2002. So he's been in the league basically since the beginning, He all but that first season. So anyway, those are the milestones. And now let's talk briefly about the, uh, the replays, starting with the ass match. Okay, so I'm going to have to pull this up here. But the ass match was played... Uh, between the following two teams, and I will do this boxing style as always because you know you love it. So uh, let me go ahead and just announce these teams. In uh, in this corner, the challenger with a with an uh, RBA record of 26 losses, sorry, 26 wins rather, and 55 losses, 58 point average wins per replay. The 2004 State College Cows. And let me quickly pull up their roster. So at the end of the season, the State College Cows had a roster as follows. I'll just give you their lineup against righties. Juan Pierre, Jeff Kent, Sammy Sosa, a couple of big names there. Pat Burrell, um, Miguel Tejada. A lot of these big names did not have good years, really, for them. Jeff Conine, Eric Hinsky, and uh, Josh Bard. Those were the, uh, the position players against righties. Rotation of Roy Oswalt, Josh Beckett, Al Leiter, Matt Kinney, remember him, Jake Peavy, and a bullpen consisting of Matthews, I don't know, Justin Spire, Franklin, something called Franklin, Jesse Biddle, and J.C. Romero. Uh, those are your 2004 State College Cows. Again, 58.8 average replay wins. And over in this corner, the ass the, the, the reigning champion of the asses. In fact, this team has been crowned ass three times or twice, I guess, depending on how you want it, twice. Um, with a record in the RBA of 27 wins and 54 losses, 54.4 average replay wins, your 2002 Chicago Wave. Oh, right, we've been through this team before, but uh, their lineup was Luis Castillo, Sean Casey, uh, Jose Cruz Jr., Albert Pujols, Ben Grieve, Raul Mondesi, Javi Lopez, and Royce Clayton. Rotation of Ryan Dempster, Randy Wolf, Russ Ortiz, Paul Wilson, Glendon Rush, and a bullpen of uh, Billy Wagner, Trevor Hoffman, Ishmael Valdez, I think, Eric Gagne, and Alan Lavreau. Okay, so anyway, those are the two teams locking horns in the, uh, in the ass match. And let me go ahead and pull up the games. So uh, just to remind you, just to refresh your memories, what I do is I play a best of seven series where the loser advances and is crowned the next ass or whatever. Uh, so if you lose this series, you go on to play the worst team from the 2005 replays, which we will get to. Okay, so anyway, here goes. In game one, the winner by a score of one to nothing offenses came to came to fight in this one i guess nine total hits in the game was the state college cows uh so a four hit shutout for roy oswalt uh, of state college randy wolf pitched very well for chicago and still got the loss so uh tough luck for him game two state college scores eight runs on hapless Chicago and takes a 2-0 lead. Sorry, they score six runs on hapless Chicago. They got eight hits. Uh, and takes a 2-0 lead in the series. 
it looks like uh, Eric Gagne and Ryan Dempster took a beating. Actually, there were quite a few errors in this game, which is probably not surprising. And it's, uh, it's a 2-0 series. Game three, 4-1 is our final in favor of State College. They go up 3 nothing in the series. Jake Peavy got hurt for five days in that game. And uh, Russell Ortiz took a beating in the, in the Chicago bullpen. Anyway... Uh, State College has a chance to sweep, and in game four, we go 13 innings before State College wins 5-4 to four and sweeps the hapless, hopeless, helpless uh, 2002 Chicago wave. So folks, 02 Chicago has now successfully defended their title. Well, I guess you could say they, they, they won the title of ass uh, when they beat the, or lost to, the 01 Tallahassee Apaches. So that's when they that's when they got the title, I guess you could say. Then they successfully defended it against the 03 Las Vegas Effect, arguably the worst team in history. Um, and they have successfully defended it again by being swept by the 2004 State College Cows. So uh, is anybody ever going to take down Chicago? I'm sure it will happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And now on to the champions match. Okay, in the challengers corner... Uh, weighing in at, a, at an RBA record, 51 wins, 30 losses, and 96.5 average replay wins. Uh, the 2004 Elm Grove Cardinals. And let's just quickly glance at their roster. Again, I'll give you their lineup against righties. Johnny Damon leading off, followed by Larry Bigby. Oof. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, here's the meat of the order. Alex Rodriguez, Jim Tomey had a monster year, and Eric Chavez had what must have been his career year as well. That's a mighty 3-4-5. Then Craig Wilson, Orlando Hudson, who I hear owns a place near Boone, believe it or not, and uh, Ichiro Suzuki. Uh, the rotation is Pedro Martinez, Barry Zito, Matt Morris, Sean Chacon, and Tim Redding and a bullpen of a monstrous Eric Gagne, also uh, Rivera, Mariano, Ugeth Urbina, who killed some people or tried to, uh, Julian Tavares, man, there are some personalities in this bullpen, uh, Scott Sullivan, Steve Sullivan, Scott Scott Sullivan, I think, and Ricardo Rincon, it looks like he had a six-man bullpen. So those are your 04 Elm Grove Cardinals. Now in the champion's corner, from 2003, sporting an RBA record of 52 wins, 29 losses, and get this, 105.4 average replay wins, the 2003 Elm Grove Cardinals. And let's pull up their roster. I'm going to need just a second to do that. Here we go. Uh, Luis Castillo led off, followed by Maglio Ordonez, Jim Tomey, Alex Rodriguez, and Pat Burrell. Eric Chavez hit sixth, Steve Finley seventh, and Craig Wilson eighth. Rotation consisting of Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Matt Morris, uh, John Lieber, Tom Glavin, and the bullpen of Jason Isringhausen, Eric Gagne, J.C. Romero, Trevor Hoffman, uh, Jorge Julio and Juan Acevedo. Who remembers Juan Acevedo? I barely do. Anyway, those are the uh, the, the teams. Uh, Elm Grove against Elm Grove. I can guarantee you that the Cardinals won. Which Cardinals? Well, let's find out. All right, game one of the series uh, was a 2-1 to one squeaker. Only 10 hits total in the game. Won by the 0-4 Elm Grove Cardinals. But here's the thing. In that game, 
Pedro Martinez of the 04 Cardinals, the team that won game one, uh, was pulled after two and two-thirds innings. He was injured for 24 days, so he's done for the rest of the series. Um, if this team wins, it's not going to affect them later on. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they do lose Pedro for the rest of the series. They do win the game, however. All right, game two is an 8-2 to two, uh, mashing uh, performed by the 03 Cardinals against the 04 Cardinals. So the series is tied. Nice start for Randy Johnson in that one. All right, uh, game three. So we have a tied series. Uh, game three, another smashing of the 04 Cardinals by the 03 Cardinals, 11-4. to four. Yeah, 11-4. to four. Two home runs and three hits by Eric Chavez in that game. Alex Rodriguez hit a home run and went three for five as well. So the 03 team is up 2-1, to one, and here we go. Uh, the 04 team evens the score, even the series at two games apiece. After game four, nice job by Barry Zito in that one. 4-1 to one the score of game four. So we have a 2-2 series tie. Game five. Uh, game five was nearly blown, but still won, by the 04 Cardinals. The 04 Cardinals went into the ninth up 10-4. to four. They gave up three runs. Ricardo Rincon gave them up, uh, but they still hang on to win 10-7. Matt Morris gets hurt for 13 games, uh, 13 days in this one. So obviously done for the series. Bobby Kilty with a nice game there. And in game six, four to nothing is the final. The 04 Cardinals behind Tim Redding are victorious. The 04 Cardinals take down the 03 Cardinals. They will go on to face the winner of the 05. Uh, replay series, which I'm about to talk about. So interestingly enough, Chicago has never lost. O2 Chicago has never lost. They've successfully defended their title twice now, in addition to winning it in the first place. And every team that has tried to defend in the champions matches has lost. So, um, so anyway, O4 Elm Grove is the most recently crowned of three champions, all-time champions or whatever you want to call them, champions up to that point. All right, so now let's talk briefly about 2005. Now, I've already talked about this some, so I probably don't need to talk about it very much, but I will mention a couple of things. Uh, Brian Lewis quit the league, and the Louisville Louis were moved to Buffalo, where they became BW3, because they were the Buffalo Wild Wings, coached by Jason Fisher, who was a friend of the, I believe, of the Chad Cooper uh, group. I think he may have gone to grad school with them, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was undergrad. Anyway, I never actually met Jason. Uh, he coached BW3 for several years. And uh, one thing about 2005 that you'll notice is there was almost no parity in the league this year. Teams were really trading, you know, beefing up and trading, you know, selling off and, and all the rest of it. There was a lot of uh, trading just in general going on. Uh, in those days, you still had to win your division in order to make the playoffs. So every season was an arms race, and it especially became that way, I think, by 05. I think everybody had figured that out. Um, so anyway, but the beginning spreadsheet scores, one thing I do is I create the spreadsheets from scratch. This is the thing that actually takes the most time. And you'll notice that there's a lot of parity in the Larkin division, at the beginning of the 2005 season, okay, so this is Larkin Division at the beginning of the 05 season. Here are my spreadsheet scores. These are adjusted so that the average is 80. Arizona has a 95, and that's tops 
in the division. 95 is not typically the top team out of five, but it was here. Las Vegas right behind them with a 91. Baltimore, 86. Elm Grove, 81, right? Four or five points separating each of these teams from the next. And then you've got Rockford, good old Pete, at 66. A lot of parity in the Larkin division, no parity in the pocket. Walla Walla starts off, Walla Walla being Adam, with a score of 130. The State College Cows begin with a score of 122. Then you see a massive drop-off from 122 for State College to 55 for Silver City, then 49 for BW3, and 36 for Chicago. So you've got the top two and bottom three teams in the league all in the Pucket division. Now, there were tons and tons of trades throughout the 2005 season. Um, the biggest trade was done by yours truly. I got what I thought was a nuclear warhead. I mean, he was a nuclear warhead. Uh, Barry Bonds. I thought he would walk me into the playoffs. Why? Well, listen to these adjusted scores. Um, listen to these adjusted scores. So... Again, everything is being uh, everything is set so that the mean is is an eighty. Arizona, I'll I'll start with the Larkin Division. Arizona is a one forty five. Las Vegas is a one twenty two. I have some crying children. Uh, Connie, close that door, please. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for the interruption. Arizona is a one forty five. Las Vegas is a one twenty two. Baltimore is an eighty two. Rockford is a 59, and Elm Grove is a 45. Now, 145 is, I don't think it's the best team in RBA history, but it's certainly one of the best. And 122 is borderline great, and probably on the great side of that borderline. Again, it's all arbitrary. Over in the Puckett Division, State College also beefed up from a 122 to a 133. That is definitely in great range, and maybe super great range. Walla Walla, 94. They sold me Barry Bonds, so they fell off. Uh, Buffalo, 51. Silver City, 42. Chicago sold themselves all the way from a 36 down to a 28. Only eight points, but man, 28 is pretty bad. And let's see how the season ended. I lost on the last day of the regular season to Matt Cooper. So Cooper finishes 44 and 37 and wins the Larkin. I finish 43 and 38 and uh, walk away disgusted. <laughs> Baltimore finishes 40 and 41, Rockford 39 and 42, Elm Grove uh, pulling up the rear at a 35 and 46 mark. Notice no terrible records in the Larkin division, though. Actually, the, the season kind of finished roughly how you might have expected it to at the beginning with a lot of with a pretty tight race there. Over in the pocket, State College wins 57 games. They come one short of the record, 58, set by Elm Grove in 03, 02 rather. Uh, 57 and 24 for State College, 45 and 36 for Walla Walla, 43 and 38 for Silver City, 33 and 48 for Buffalo, 26 and 55 for Chicago. So Cooper played Florian. Las Vegas played State College in the RBA championship. And that championship went six games with State College emerging victorious. Their first, uh, and as it would turn out, only title uh, at least as that team, and uh, but what a what a season State College had. So, without further ado, let's jump into the replays that I ran uh, about maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember exactly. Pretty pretty recently. 
I've, I actually got it done this time, so here we go. Let me, uh, let me begin by very quickly mentioning the old replay results uh, that I ran like a decade ago almost. Arizona averaged 101.5 wins, Las Vegas 98.6, Baltimore 84.3, Elm Grove 80, uh, 69.1 rather, Rockford 67, State College 107.6, Walla Walla 78, Buffalo 71.9, Silver City 71.8, Chicago 60.3. Okay, so here are the results of the 20 that I ran this time. With lineups and rotations inserted and trying to optimize it as best I can for every team. All right, so winning the Larkin Division with an average of, get ready for this, 108.5 wins higher than any team from 01 through 04, the Arizona Greenbacks. I was shocked by this, and I always talk about how great that 2005 team was, but even I did not expect 108.5 average wins, a winning percentage of 670. That is insane. I made the playoffs 17 and a half out of those 20 times. Uh, in second place in the Larkin, not surprising, the Las Vegas effect with an average of 97.3 wins more than any team from 04 and yet they make the playoffs only two and a half times of course all that matters is that they made it in real life so there you go uh baltimore basically an average team 79.5 average wins rockford good old pete 74.2 and in last place in the larkin is elm grove at 63.6 so let's move over to the pucket and see, obviously no playoff appearances for any of those bottom three teams in the Larkin. Let's move over to the Pucket now and see if any team could beat 108.5 or do worse than 63.6. In other words, will Arizona and Elm Grove play in the champions and ass mashes uh, respectively next time, or will somebody else take one or both of those teams' place? All right, in the Pucket, winning the Pucket, not surprisingly, the State College Cows. They made the playoffs all 20 times, which is pretty impressive, but then again, every other team had sold off or was bad to start uh, to begin with. They finished with an average. Remember, Arizona was 108.5. Uh, State College finishes with an average of, I kid you not, 108.4. Uh, Arizona beats State College by a total, not an average, but a total of two and a half wins, two and a half games ahead in the standings across all 20 years. Uh, I was watching this and... Uh, it really did come down to the wire. Uh, let's see. It's almost pointless to mention the next teams, but Silver City, <clears throat> 73.4. Not terrible. Buffalo, 71.6. Walla Walla, 66.8. That, that was surprisingly low, I think, for me. And Chicago, could they do worse than 63.6? This team was pretty bad. 66.7. So, ladies and gentlemen... The 05 Arizona Greenbacks will go on to face the 04, I believe it was. Yeah, the 04 Elm Grove Cardinals in the next Champions match. And the, let's see, the 05 Elm Grove Cardinals will go on to play the 02 Chicago Wave. They'll try to unseat them. I think they're going to be the favorite. Favorite as in Chicago's worse. Elm Grove wasn't really that bad in 05. Um, but anyway, that, those will be the matchups next time I do this. So that should be pretty fun. And... Um, 
Yeah, compared to the original replays, not a whole lot of difference there. Arizona did do better, uh, significantly better. A lot of the other teams were kind of right on it. Uh, Walla Walla did a lot worse. I'm just glancing at this right now. Chicago did significantly better as well. Anyway, so that's uh, so that's where the 05 replays finished off. And that sets us up for the, as I said, replays and champions matches of 2000, well, uh, next time. And then we'll do 2006 replays, and I'll talk about all of that on the next podcast. So I think that pretty much does it for now. A lot to cover there. 2005 was the absolute biggest disappointment of my RBA career. I actually had to walk away from the RBA for a year after that. There were plenty of reasons for why I had to do that. But part of it was just... um, I was just disgust <laughs> regarding the RBA. It was uh, it was tough times for yours truly. So I'll talk a little bit more about 2006. 2006 was was when I rebuilt and I put together my absolute worst team up to that point and by some distance. So that was a true rebuilding season for not only Arizona, who had 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 a great team in 05, but also State College, who had had a great team in 05 and was the champion. All right. So anyway, uh, that's enough about 2006. That's enough of a podcast for this month, uh, this week in fake ball. And uh, we'll be back in about a month talking about 2006. I will see you all then. Mm -hmm.